Good evening, and welcome to chapel. I hope the wind didn't blow everybody in. I hear it's getting cold out there. Well, let's begin tonight with uh, sharing our theme together. Here am I, Lord, send me. Now, can we just bow and pray that silently? Amen. Jonathan and his team is going to lead us in worship, so I hope you're ready to praise the Lord. Before we go to prayer, I just want to introduce our speaker tonight, um, Reverend Sean Siegfried from Denver First Church of the Nazarene, where he is the lead pastor. And Pastor Sean, we just want to welcome you. And could we just give him a warm welcome? We know you're up there in Denver, but we're your brother and sisters, brothers and sisters. So let's bow for a word of prayer. Oh, holy God, we have sung praise to you because we love you. We have sung this praise from the depth of our hearts because we cherish you. Lord God, if we had time tonight, each of us could stand to our feet and give praise to you for what you've done in our lives. Lord, we ask that you would have your will and your way here tonight. We pray for Pastor Sean. We thank you for the privilege of having him with us tonight. We pray, O oh God, that you would use this man to share your word in a way that would not just stir us, but change us, O oh God, change us. So God, we commit this service to you, and we love you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Well, thank you for letting me be here tonight. I certainly uh, feel welcome. I, I'm glad you applauded before you even heard me uh, speak. So uh, uh, I appreciate that. Good to see you. See a couple of folks that go to my church. Craig back there, my brother, and uh, Dr. Jim, uh, my mentor in many ways. We meet uh, on a monthly basis, and he, uh, a great leader. But I'm glad to be with you tonight. I know we're on a time schedule, and they've, uh, they've graciously given me some time here, so I want to get right to the Word tonight. We're going we're gonna to look at Matthew 11, 12. Matthew 11, 12, uh, the words of Jesus from the day of John the Baptist. Until now, the kingdom is forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. It was uh, December the 13th, 2003, and they came on the air and all over the news, uh, uh, there was the story that Saddam Hussein had been captured. And of course, in many areas of the world, that was a great celebration. Saddam Hussein had been the dictator of Iraq for decades. Uh, he was a ruthless leader. He was the king of Iraq, and yet, uh, incredibly, he was captured out of a hole in the ground where he had been hiding. Years before his capture, a nervous journalist was interviewing Saddam. And this nervous journalist asked him, they, they said, do you really torture and kill those who oppose you and your leadership? And Saddam Hussein leaned back and nonchalantly said, of course I do. 
Well, we all know the sad end to his life that even his own people took his life. And for many reasons, his kingdom was over. The kingdom of God was something that Jesus seemed to be almost consumed with. And many times he speaks of his kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not like the kingdom of man, the kingdom of commerce, the kingdoms of, the, of this world that are ruled by the strong and the prosperous and the intelligent. And whatever we may think of the kingdom... And I know that you here tonight are, are here because you are called into ministry. You are called forth into this kingdom. And that, that people may know this king. And Jesus was for its advancement. And the title of our message tonight is the advancement of the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. In my last ministry, I was out in California for uh, almost nine years. Um, we did a car show every year. And I remember the report that I got that a young lady by the name of Autumn had come to our car show and began to uh, attend our church. She's there on the screen. Autumn, when she came to our church, was a meth addict. Autumn was a young lady that was very troubled, but she came to Christ, and, uh, and we began to track her story. She was our friend. We actually gave her a car. That's the car that she's standing beside. And um, a lot of neat things happened with Autumn's story. Uh, there was the, the one story, right when she started coming to our church, uh, meth addicts, their teeth are just absolutely rotted out. And she was in so much pain, and she called our church office one day and, and, and said, is there any, any dentist in the church that could help me? And, and we sent her to one of our dentists, who was a, a, a great Christian man, and he gave her some medications and, and helped her and uh, sent her home that night with medication and a little help from the dentist. But that night, God woke that dentist up, and God spoke to that dentist, and he said, give that young lady all new teeth. And he gave her dental work that added up to about $20,000, and she paid nothing. Autumn grew in Christ. Uh, Autumn began to be a more and more dynamic Christian. Uh, I, I like the story that she had to go to these AA meetings, which we, of course, think are great. And, and in these AA meetings, she would, they would talk about the higher power. And they would continually talk about the higher power. And one night in one of those AA meetings, uh, Autumn just stood up. She said, she said you, you keep talking about the higher power. I know who he is. His name is Jesus Christ. Uh, right before I left the church uh, there and came to Denver, she gave me her 18-month sobriety pen. I, I have it still today, and I'm trusting she's still walking with the Lord. First of all, the power of the kingdom. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. There's always going to be resistance to the kingdom. And if you're here tonight and of course you're studying for the ministry, there's resistance because the enemy does not want you to advance. The enemy wants to hold you back. But you see, it'll always